This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder, the The Patreon. Patreon. Oh, we didn't mean to do that on purpose, but we did. (laughs) And it is all about... Reincarnation. Yes, and I loved this topic. Shockingly, because I'm a skeptic. Listen, Look, you're... I love a past life conversation. You're, I'm... You're going to roll your eyes a thousand times whenever I'm talking. <sighs> so you can't even... <laughs> no, I actually don't disbelieve in stuff like this. I just... I don't know. I actually think it's... Possible. One of the more logical religious things, honestly. I don't know. Maybe not. It's. I mean, none of it's technically logical Mm. never mind well you know we'll see okay so i'm sure everyone out there has thought about what happens to you after you die and if you're like me this is something that keeps you awake at night i know that sounds ridiculous but growing up and reading the bible with stories of living for all eternity in heaven gives me anxiety i mean It still does. Forever? Like, there's no end. It's you forever. That doesn't scare you? No, it does. I mean, I grew up in a Christian household where talking about the end of times, um, being terrified I was going to hell. There's Catholic guilt, but I'm telling you, there's Protestant guilt, too. (laughs) Like, I'm always like, well, I don't know. How, How bad can I be? Or how good can I be? What's the line? I don't know. Well, it's like you die here. And then you're going to some magical place and nothing ever stops. It will just go on and on and on. And that infinity is a terrifying concept to me. It is. And religion definitely plays a huge part in what people Mm -hmm. think will happen to you in the hereafter. Sure. Or if you even believe in that. My dad was agnostic and took a more scientific approach to everything And he didn't believe in anything after this, which is also scary. Yeah, so I think that's the scariest thing for some reason. See, if there's nothing, I think that's the worst. If this is as good as it gets. It's like, why? What's the why of being here? Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people think that anyways. Yeah, true. But it's just like, there's nothing else of any kind. We were just randomly humans got... Plopped on earth and just, well, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. What, what do you feel like your purpose is now? Like this is just all a big test to, Not, to I don't see? really feel like that, but I don't know. I'm just like, I don't like to think there's nothing. I don't like to think there's nothing either. People can believe whatever they want. I really don't care, but I'm like, that's the scariest thing. Yeah, that is. Well, hell, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, hell. Oh, that thing. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It's a party. So there are nearly 4,000 recognized religions around the world, with most believing something completely opposite of the next when it comes to the afterlife. That's kind of what's freaky, too. It's Who's right? Yeah. So here are just a few that I am going to uh, dabble in a little bit. So most Christians believe that when you die... You go into a light, you become an angel, and you're flying around in heaven with the rest of your deceased loved ones. 
Catholics believe you go to purgatory where you kind of go for purification of past sins so you can be fit for heaven. I kind of like that. I didn't really it's know like that. a second chance. I didn't know that. I kind of like that more than... Do you want to convert to Catholicism, Lacey? <laughs> Maybe. that's. I like having a chance. I mean, God, I feel like evangelicalism, mm-hmm. Protestantism, it's harsh. It's very cut and dry. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> that's why. So the afterlife played a huge role in the uh, ancient Egyptian religions, which is the mm. earliest recorded in history. They believe that when your body dies, part of your soul goes to the kingdom of the dead, mm. where you work for Osiris in exchange for his protection. And statues are placed in tombs as kind of a substitute for you for your deceased loved ones. Your heart is weighed in the hall of two truths against a feather. And if your heart is lighter than the feather, then you can move on. But if it's heavier, then you are devoured by a demon. Dear God. So if you have a pure heart, it's lighter and you're good. And if your heart is heavy, you're a big fat sinner and you're going to get gobbled up by a demon. So Mm -hmm. I don't like that one. Next religion. (laughs) Egyptians Egyptians also believe that being mummified and put in a sarcophagus, they believe in the rebirth after death and it's become a driving force in their funeral practices that death is temporary and eternal life is ensured by piety to gods and preserving the physical body through mummification. So that's why they would Mm-hmm. stuff flowers and shit inside yeah. them and, and do all of that because that's your body mm-hmm. forever yeah i don't love that i don't like that either and put they keep all their gold and mm-hmm. jewelry all on the them. things so ancient greeks and romans believed souls went to live in the underworld after death with hades who was the king of the underworld and their souls would be taken there by Hermes. They went there first to, yeah. Like first thing down, elevator all the way to the bottom. Well, they would die and then Hermes is the messenger of the god and he would deliver their souls there. So those buried with gold were taken to the Elysian fields (laughs) and those were where the people that lived pure lives would go also. Those who are rebellious or blasphemed gods were sent to Tartarus, which I'm probably not pronouncing any of this correctly, where they were burned in lava or stretched on racks. Ew. Like, so it wasn't just pure people, though, that went to the good place. If you had money. You could buy your way. You could buy your way in. That is, oh my gosh. You could buy your way in. So more, more, um, man, oh man, oh man. Newer religions. We'll skip over that. Yeah, I'm not going to be in one of the old ones. So uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -mm believes the afterlife is divided into two parts, paradise or spirit prison. These make up the spirit world. So those who repent will be able to cross over into paradise. And once the resurrection occurs, you are permanently assigned to either celestial, terrestrial, or telestial. And these are the three degrees of glory. 
So celestial is the highest of the three. These people lived by the beliefs of Jesus Christ and received and lived up to all the required ordinances and covenants. So these are the The best of the best. Best of the best. Okay. The terrestrial is where the aliens are. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, (laughs) that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what the hell? No, no. So this is the middle of the three. And these people lived respectfully, but were blinded by the craftiness of men. They also denied the testimony of Jesus, but received it in the afterlife. So maybe it's kind of like their purgatory. That's kind of what it sounds like. Hmm. So the telestials. Oh, man. This is the lowest tier. This is where the liars, sorcerers, adulterers, whoremongers, and (laughs) idolizers go, which is probably where I would go because I wouldn't know anybody in these other two places. (sighs) But these people will remain in this spirit prison for a thousand years. And then I don't know what happens to them. I wonder if they're human years or telestial years. Maybe telestial years. I knew some of that, but I did not know... There's that three, part. three tiers of heaven. So, oh boy. One of Hinduism's, another religion, most fundamental teachings is that every living being is a physical incarnation of an immortal soul. I kind of dig Hinduism when I read about it. I kind of like a lot of their stuff too. So, these physical bodies may die, but each immortal soul continues to exist. All souls are part of the divine and spiritual in nature, according to sacred Hindu text. The soul moves through this cycle of births until, after lifetimes of spiritual practice, the divine naturally is fully realized, and the cycle of reincarnation ends, and the spiritual liberation is achieved. So you're just reincarnated over and over again until you're just fantastic person. Mm -hmm. So they just keep giving you chance after chance after chance. According to some rabbis, reincarnation is recognized as being part of Jewish tradition. Really? I didn't know that. There's no mention of this in the Talmud, but it is through oral traditions that the meanings of the Torah's commandments and stories are known and understood. Hmm. Not all Jews today believe in reincarnation, but it's not uncommon among them for them to believe in it, even Orthodox Jews. Wow. So within the Bible itself, the idea of reincarnation is mentioned in Deuteronomy. Sorry, guys. Someone is mowing or weed eating, and it sounds like they are inside the house. It sounds like they're in the the house. (laughs) I don't know where they're coming from. Why are they doing this to me? Anyway, continue, please. So within the Bible itself, the idea of reincarnation is mentioned in Deuteronomy. I think I'm saying that right. Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. <laughs> is that all you know? No, I know the whole, the whole song? song. Yeah, never heard that. We didn't sing like that in the Catholic Church. So it's mentioned in this book, 25, 5 through 10, and 33, 6, and in Isaiah 22, 14, and 65, 6. So... It talks about it in there. Which brings us to our topic today, the belief in reincarnation. The word reincarnation is derived from the Latin term that literally means entering the flesh again. Love it. I know there are a lot of skeptics. 
And Not the, as many as you would think, for real. I mean, I mean, the whole thing does sound pretty nuts, but so people that you know believe in reincarnation, it's like, wait, there's no mansion in heaven for me. That's what I would be thinking. Like, I have to come back here and be born again into yeah. another family and start all over again. That sounds kind of terrible, Groundhog Day ish. Yes, but according to some, that's exactly what happens when you die. So the cases we are going to cover today are two very different cases of alleged reincarnation, cases that may make you change your mind on what exactly goes on after we pass from our earthly bodies. Now I have that Books of the Bible song stuck in my head. Never heard it. First and Second Samuel, First and Second King. <laughs> King? Kings? I don't remember. Okay. So 33% of Americans believe that reincarnation is real. I am one of those. Which is a high number, 33%, if you think about it. And 10% of them report to being able to recall their own past lives. Really? Yeah. I don't have that. That's a, it's a fascinating topic to me. I've listened to a lot of other podcasts about people who have claimed to have a past life or lives. I don't know what to make of it. I'm not discounting anyone's personal experience, and I can't explain these stories, especially when they dig into them and realize that there's no way they would know certain things. So I'm going to tell you about a boy from Oklahoma that believed he was the reincarnation of a Hollywood agent who died over 50 years ago. An agent? A Hollywood agent. Very that's specific. A, I was going to say, that's a very specific... Yeah. So when Ryan Hammonds was just four, four years old, He said to his mother, Cindy, Mom, I have something to tell you. I've been here before. I used to be somebody else. If my kid does this, I'll believe him 100%. Well, yeah. Kids freak me out. I'm scared about, if he says there's a monster under his bed, I'm going to be like, let's leave the house and go stay at the Capitol. Well, they say that, you know, kids are the- More susceptible. More susceptible, that the, the veil is very thin. And also, the younger the kids are- the more that they will remember because they're still so close to right. who they used to be. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So Ryan pleaded with his mom to take him to the house he'd lived in before. One night he woke up screaming at two in the morning. And when Cindy went to his room to comfort him, he kept repeating, Mommy, I'm so homesick. Oh, like my. He was physically and mentally sick because... He missed his home in Hollywood. There in Oklahoma, he's like, that is sad. Yeah, it is sad. And he's four years old. So Ryan claimed he was rich. He was in a movie and Rita Hayworth served him icy drinks. What? I know. I'm like, what four-year-old knows who Rita Hayworth is? He had lots of children and he wanted to work with the agency again. Can you imagine a four-year-old is that saying the one that you that, miss the agency? You're like, what the? F-? Isn't that uh, Kyle's husband Mauricio's real estate company's name, the agency? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> different, different agency. <laughs> <laughs> one evening, he told his mom that when someone dies, they need to go toward the light to make it into the afterlife. I don't know. That's what they told Carol Ann to Maybe, do in yeah, Poltergeist. Right. And that was, not, that was not the right move. So Cindy was raised Baptist. And had never really thought about reincarnation. That's not something Baptists believe in. So she decided to keep her son's memories a secret, even from her own husband, Kevin. 
Yeah. She's probably like, you're, I don't want to She's like, bring he's going to send him to a therapist. Yes. You know? No, I don't know. But privately, she checked out books about Hollywood from the local library. She was just kind of hoping that these would comfort him. Mm-hmm. She wasn't believing him at this point, but she's thinking, okay, here's some books. Maybe that'll comfort him or kind of if he's interested in this. Right. Like offer him an mm-hmm. outlet. So... With Ryan in her lap, Cindy was going through the volumes of these old Hollywood books, and she was hoping the pictures would soothe him. And instead, he became more and more excited as they looked at one particular book. When he came to the still of a scene from the 1932 movie called Night After Night, and he stopped her. Mama, he shouted, pointing to one of the actors who wasn't identified. That guy's me, the old me. Oh, my God. Cindy said she was shocked and only more confused because the man Ryan pointed to was an extra in the film with no spoken lines. It's not like he pointed to a famous person or whatever. It just so happened to be an extra. Not a big, you know, I mean, that's cool, but not like Mm -hmm. a big wick or whatever. She finally had a face to match to her son's strange memories, giving her the courage to ask someone for help. Help because he was just so distraught over mm-hmm. everything. And she did come clean to her husband. He was probably like, oh, Y'all are crazy. Yeah. Don't feed into this yeah, and you're just I can't making even it imagine. worse. They didn't elaborate on how things were, but a Baptist family where you're, yeah. yeah. So the guy in this picture is Marty Martin. Yeah. I don't know who that is. A former movie extra who later became a powerful Hollywood agent. I mean, the four-year-old certainly doesn't... I don't know who that is. Yeah, so Cindy kept a journal of Ryan's stories and experiences as his old me. The journal was sent to Dr. Jim Tucker, Associate Professor of Psychiatry and Neurobehavioral Sciences with the University of Virginia. So the University of Virginia has like a big section dedicated to studying all this, which I didn't know about, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. So for more than a decade, Dr. Jim Tucker has studied the cases of children usually between the ages of two and six years old, who say they remember a past life. In his book, Return to Life, Tucker details some of the more than 2,500 cases he has studied over the years, including Ryan. Dr. Tucker said he was able to piece together a picture of Marty Martin's life and compare it to Ryan's statements. Marty was born in Philadelphia in 1903, Ryan had talked a lot about a sister and also mentioned another one. And Marty did, in fact, have two sisters. His mother had curly brown hair, just like Ryan said. Ryan was right. He talked about dancing in New York. And Marty and one of his sisters went to New York to be dancers. He danced in various reviews on Broadway, and his sister became a well-known dancer there. It had seemed unlikely that an extra with no lines would have danced on Broadway, had a big house with a swimming pool, and traveled the world on big boats, but Marty Martin did. Everything Ryan said, he actually did. Then Marty moved to Los Angeles, Los Angeles having a life in Hollywood. As Ryan described, he began as an extra as well as a dance director. He then became a Hollywood agent. Not the secret agent, but a Hollywood talent (laughs) agent. And then he set up the Marty Martin Agency. He had notable clients such as Glenn Ford. 
Ryan had talked about people changing their names with the agency, which would be true for a talent agency. Marty had several connections to Rita Hayworth, and his daughter confirmed he probably did know her. Like how Ryan was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, she served me icy drinks. Mm -hmm. So random. And he may have... He may well have interacted with Marilyn Monroe as well, as his wife's family did know her. He was married four times. He became quite wealthy, and he and his last wife enjoyed a lush, upscale lifestyle. Ryan said he had driven around Hollywood in a green car, and that his wife drove a nice black car. Well, Marty's wife didn't actually do the driving, but they had a custom-made Rolls-Royce That was a nice car. Ryan remembered an African-American maid, and Marty and his wife had several of them. Yeah. Ryan said he owned a piano, and Marty had pianos in the house. The family lived in a fine house with a large swimming pool, just like Ryan said. And Ryan said his address had rock or mount in it. And Marty's last house was located at 825 North Roxbury street so hmm yeah cindy and dr tucker then contacted martin's daughter crazy she confirmed more than 55 details that ryan reported about her father's life oh my gosh yeah and it's so specific like he had a swimming pool he had a nice green car he rita hayworth served him icy drinks i mean very he had a piano in his house well, things that he, A, wouldn't know, and B, why would this four-year-old child from Oklahoma... It's so random. ...be talking about this? I know. It's like, I was a policeman, and right. you know, stuff they see every right. day. This kid wasn't... Didn't have ties to Hollywood life or movies or... What four-year-old do you know knows what a Hollywood agent is? I don't <laughs> know many 40-year-olds who I know. know who Rita Hayworth is. Exactly. So, exactly. So, Cindy was actually relieved when his daughter said that her son's story matches Martin's. She felt like he wasn't crazy. Like, this really happened to her Mm -hmm. son. And Ryan said that we all come back because we have lessons to relearn. He said he came back because of greed, and he did not put his family and love first. Oh, wow. Which kind of makes sense, since... He had a lot of money and nice things. He was married multiple times, Uh so he had problems in relationships, Mm -hmm. lots of kids. So back to Dr. Tucker. His office contains the files of more than 2,500 children, cases from all over the world by his predecessor, Ian Stevenson. Hmm. You talk about him? He studied my case. Oh, nice. So he died in 2007. Mm Mm-hmm. He started investigating this stuff back in 1961 and kept detailed interviews and evidence on every single case. So Dr. Tucker has painstakingly coded the handwritten files, discovering intriguing patterns. For instance, 70% of children said they died violent or unexpected deaths in their previous lives, and males account for 73% of those deaths. Mirroring the statistics of those who die of unnatural causes in the general population. So it's like car crashes, mm-hmm. terrible heart attacks, shootings. Mm-hmm. Not not just, I died in my sleep, it was nice and peaceful. Right. 
Dr. Tucker said there'd be no way to orchestrate that statistic with over 2,000 cases. He said the majority of children he's investigated say they remember average lives. Rarely do they ever claim to be anyone famous. He said Ryan's case is one of his most unusual because of the incredible detail he was able to provide. In 2015, when Ryan was 10 years old, he said that his memories of Marty Martin's life began fading. And Dr. Tucker said that's typical of children. Mm-hmm. Ryan said while he's glad he had the experience, he's also happy to move on and just be a kid. Yeah. However, he still shares many personality similarities with the Hollywood star, including his love for New York City and movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's one thing I always think about when I read these cases of reincarnation. I've got a little boy, and I couldn't imagine if he came to me at three, four, or five and was telling me he was a grown man that was stuck in this body because it's like, how do you, how are you just a kid? How are you just a little boy? Mm-hmm. Because inside you feel a different way. Does like that make you were sense? You're supposed to forget and they don't forget. And you didn't. So now it's like, how do you adjust to here, eat your peas, you know, when you're like, no, I'll drink shaken martinis with movie yeah. stars in Hollywood. I don't have to eat shit that you tell me to eat. He had a normal house. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. a shack. Sure. He was like, I can't live under these circumstances. He was See? like saying, I'm rich. Okay. Right. I live in a mansion. I cannot. This is not okay. I hate, I hate it here. That's me when I have to fly frontier. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> I can't no, do this. I'm, I'm rich. This is unacceptable. This ain't what it is, baby. <laughs> How'd I wind up in Oklahoma? It's like, really? This is I swear to God, Oklahoma. No no offense, Oklahoma. No offense. It'd be like being in Arkansas after you lived a life in Hollywood in New York City. No. You're putting me where? Was I really that bad in my past? (sighs) Yeah. That many lessons. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's very interesting. All right. You ready for mine? I'm eager to hear your story. Well. Let me just get started then. Joanna Pollock was born in 1946. She was the third child and the first daughter born to John and Florence Pollock. In 1951, the family moved to Hexham in Northumberland, England. These English towns. Oh, man. Yeah. It's Sorry, like guys. Nottinghamshire Shire. And I mean, they're oh, so... Oh, man. My sister-in-law is a patron and will be like... She's just... Why didn't you call me and ask me? butchering this town. I'm sorry. It was in England. You get the drift. It was in England. Yes. Yep. So this was their second daughter, Jacqueline. So she was born in 1951. Gotcha. So the girls were inseparable. Joanna was kind of motherly to Jacqueline, her little sister. Joanna liked to wear costumes and acting in plays that she made up. They were predominantly raised by their grandmother because their parents were super busy with their grocery business. So Joanna was a very sweet and generous little girl. She allegedly had a premonition that she would never grow up, often saying, I will never be a lady, Mm. which was very confusing to everyone because they had such a normal good childhood. Right. So at the age of three, Jacqueline fell into a bucket that caused a small gash on her forehead over her right eye 
like right here, like by by the top of your nose, mm-hmm. and it left a scar. Jacqueline also had a dark kind of round birthmark on the left side of her waist. Okay. So on May 7th, 1957, when Joanna was 11 and Jacqueline was six, they were struck by a car and killed while walking to church with a friend. Oh my gosh. So the driver was a local woman who had decided to commit suicide after taking lethal quantities of aspirin and phenobarbitone, which is like an anti-seizure medication. Wow. Gets behind her car. She's driving erratically. <sighs> and witnesses say she saw the kids and, like, made a beeline for them. Oh, my gosh. The woman's children had just been taken away from her. Oh, my Lord. And so she was attempting to take her own life. And later, she was committed to a psychiatric hospital. And, of course, she lived. She did. And the children. So, the two girls on impact were tossed into the air and were killed instantly. The other child who was with them, a little boy named Anthony, passed away on his way to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. So. Killed three children. Three kids. And where she drove up on the sidewalk, and there was, a, like, a concrete wall, so they had nowhere to go. So she just hit them, slung oh them. Oh, my God. Tragic. And the incident made headlines across Europe. So the girl's parents were devastated. Cannot I imagine. Mean, Completely devastated. Florence tried to avoid thinking about the girls, but their dad, John, kind of devoted himself to nothing but thinking and talking about the girls. He later said he felt the girls' deaths had been a punishment from God for having prayed for proof of reincarnation. What? He also felt that his prayer would be answered and his daughters would be reborn into the family. He said he would see the girls in his dreams. He was raised in the Church of England, but later converted to Catholicism. He found a book when he was nine that talked about reincarnation, and he became kind of obsessed with Mm -hmm. it. And he struggled with his, you know, Christianity, his beliefs, his spiritualism. Right. Because that's not Right. It's not part of it. Yeah. So Florence thought this whole thing was absurd, and it put a strain on their marriage. Florence not only did not believe in reincarnation, but she also started doubting that there was a heaven at all. Like, she just lost her faith. Her babies were gone. It would be hard not to after that. Well, nevertheless, Florence became pregnant again, and John became convinced that Joanna and Jacqueline were about to be reincarnated into their family as twins. It is a little bit of a red flag to me that he's so obsessed. I didn't see anything that said or any, you know, I read a ton about this case and listened to podcasts, watched a couple YouTube things about it. Nothing that said that he was openly talking about it with his kids or his wife, right. nothing like that. Mm-hmm. He just, he read about it yeah, when he was little and it interested him, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like, obsessed as into that's all I could talk about, you know. Right. Okay. So um Florence didn't believe this. Neither did her doctor. He <laughs> I would say he, he predicted it's a single birth. I don't hear anything but one child's heartbeat. 
you know, Florence didn't think she was not unusually large, that this was going to be twins. Twins didn't run in their family. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, like, I know you're heartbroken, John, but right. st- no. Mm-hmm. So on October 4th, 1958, Florence gives birth to twin girls. And that whole time she didn't know it was no. twins? No, and neither did the doctor. Okay, this doctor, though. I mean, this was like, also the you've got to be way bigger, right? There was a set of twin girls that I went to school with that their mother did not know she was pregnant with twins because their heartbeats were in sync. So when they would Golly. listen, it was like one. I feel like now it's so advanced, there's no I way would, you wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, there's no way yeah. you wouldn't know. So anyways, the girls were named Jillian and Jennifer. And Once Im- Jays. immediately, the parents noticed weird coincidences. Jennifer had a birthmark that looked exactly like Jacqueline's scar, the one over her nose, mm-hmm. and another birthmark in the same place on her hip that Jacqueline had. Despite the girls being identical, oh. there were other physical differences that made them look less like each other and more like one of the dead sisters. So when the twins were about three, Florence brought down a box of toys that were the girls that were in the attic because she had packed everything and put it away. Mm-hmm. So when they're about three, she brings the toys down and the girls automatically went to the toys that were quote unquote theirs. Jillian took all of Joanna's toys and Jennifer picked out all of Jacqueline's toys. Wow. They were even able to identify which toys had been brought by Santa the year they were killed. After the accident, the family had moved 30 miles away from Hexham to Whitley Bay. They returned a few years later and were in the village where they had originally lived. And as their dad was walking the twins up the hill towards St. Mary's Church, one turned to the other and said, look, right up here is where the school where we used to go is and the playgrounds around back. There's no way they'd never been to wow. this town that they would have known that. And you couldn't see the school from where they were. So when the girls complained about the lunch they were served, their <sighs> mother said, then you can just have lunch at school. Like, I'm not going to pack your lunch then. And they answered, no, no, no. We've done that before. Hmm. So Florence, the mom, she's not really buying into this reincarnation belief, but she also cannot explain certain events. One day she found the twins playing a game where Jennifer was lying on the floor, her head being cradled in Jillian's lap, and she overheard her saying, this is when the blood comes out of your eyes. This is when the car hits you. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'd be like, okay, nope. Gotta leave this. No. Throw the kids away. Abort. So according to John, when the twins discussed the accident between themselves not with the parents, between themselves. They often spoke in present tense, almost as if they were reliving it. Oh, that's terrible. And like that doctor said, it's a traumatic death. Yeah. Yeah. And they had not talked to these girls about the way that their sister had died. Good Lord. Right. I mean, they're so little. Right. Why would you tell them? So another incident, Jillian said, exactly how Jacqueline had got her scar by pointing to Jennifer's birthmark and saying, that's the mark that she got whenever she fell in the bucket. Mm. She didn't know that. Yeah. She wouldn't have known. Right. 
So the similarities keep piling up. The twins liked the same clothes as their sisters before them. They had the same favorite songs. They identified friends and neighbors that they'd never met before. And the elder twin looked after the younger one the same way Joanna looked after Jacqueline. Joanna was kind of slim built, as was Jillian. And Jennifer was kind of stocky built. And that's how Jacqueline was built. So the twins suffered from recurring nightmares of being hit by a car. And when a car would drive by them walking, they would scream, that car's coming for us. That's so freaking creepy. Yes. So as the twins got older, they started to forget their past life memories. So pioneering reincarnation researcher Ian Stevenson investigated the case after learning about it through a newspaper in 1963. That same year, when the twins were four years old, he met with the family at their home, interviewed the parents, and examined the girls' birthmarks. So back then, they thought that twins had the exact same genes, so therefore, they would have the exact same birthmarks. Oh, okay. Which we know that that's That's not not true. true, but yeah. So he met the family again in 1967 and corresponded with them until his next visit in 1978 when the girls were 20. Yes, they had almost no memories of their previous life at this point. And that's what I was telling you, like children who have these memories as they grow up, they fades away. It fades away. So at this point, he had blood tests arranged to determine their zygosity, which showed that they were monozygotic, which means they were identical. So the egg split. Right. So... Florence Pollock died in 1979. Stevenson visited John and his new wife, and Jillian, in 1982 and continued to correspond with John until his death in 1985. Stevenson wrote a detailed case report in the second volume of Reincarnation and Biology, a contribution to the etiology of birthmarks and birth defects, and summarized it in two other books. The professor went to university of, or worked at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. He also included the girls in a book titled Children Who Remember Previous Lives, A Question of Reincarnation. So the twins went on to live normal lives, and when Stevenson met them in their 20s, they said they remembered absolutely nothing. In 1981, at the age of 23, Jillian experienced some inner visions in which she saw herself playing in a sand pit with her brothers. She perfectly described the house, garden, lawn, and orchard that matched the house where the family had lived when Joanna had been younger than four. So she's remembering her sister's Mm -hmm. memories. So skeptics argue that their parents planted memories in the twins, either consciously or unconsciously. Other people dismissed this theory, arguing that grieving parents would find comfort in the idea that their deceased daughters had returned to them. Florence constantly struggled to reconcile the evidence that she was seeing that this could be a possibility in her church's beliefs that reincarnation was a mortal sin. Some people think 
that it was maternal impression. Have you heard of that? No. It's where a mother has a lot of thoughts about something and imprints it in the personality and thoughts on the baby while it's in utero. Ugh, that's a thing? It's a thing some people believe in. So they think that she just lost her daughters. Oh, yeah. She's pregnant. They can't feel your feelings, I've She's heard. She's thinking which is about weird. it nonstop. Holy so they, some people believe that maybe she Ugh. imprinted those thoughts. So Should whatever I start reading, you like sciencey books, and you like need to start thinking about something else, not the things that you think <laughs> not about, not murders, murders and oh, no. reincarnation. Oh, no. So I'm start reading fancy textbooks. Like, don't read that smut. I don't I'm have reading. to understand it. I'll just read it. Just read it. Just read it out loud. <laughs> there are a lot of cases though That's with crazy. a lot of evidence of reincarnation. Are you still a skeptic? Do you believe? I mean, I'm a skeptic about it, but I mean, I it's it's very fascinating to me. I can't explain stuff like that. I could see if my kid did half of that, I'd be like, oh, my God, you're someone else. Yeah. If if I had the experience. Right. That's freaky to me. So there is an idea that people born with birthmarks may be from, it may be like from an accident or an injury that happened to them in their past life. Hmm. Like if they have like a real bad birthmark on their arm, right. they may have died in a fire or, you know what I mean? Something like mm-hmm. that. So do you have any birthmarks? I do. What do I have? Let me pull up my, my little leg. It's on my left leg. It's small. It's right there. Maybe you got shot in the leg. I, it doesn't, I mean, I don't think that like would have killed Maybe me. Maybe you got stabbed. I probably had a boring death. That's why I don't remember it. <laughs> well, you're too old now. If I was, yeah, true. You I don't think I was, it. I wasn't a creepy kid, shockingly. Hmm. But I have an interesting list, if you're curious. Of course I am. I found a Reader's Digest list of the eight signs that you may have lived a past life. Shut up. Ah, it's like, does everyone or does just, I don't know. Anyway, you have persistent memories or intuitive feelings of being someone else somewhere else at another time. Some people just feel like they were. Well, I have always been a very free spirit and I don't follow the crowd and I want to just travel and I hate feeling stagnant. I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. suffocating. And my mom's always been like, you have gypsy blood in you. Oh, my God. <laughs> so maybe. Maybe I was a gypsy before. You have a strong sense of deja vu. I hate that. I hate when I have deja vu. I have deja vu a lot. But this says it's like you have, well, I guess that is, I do have deja vu a lot. So it's like, do you get a strong feeling that you've been somewhere before but have no memory of it? I ha- I do that. So that's, that, I think that's you. <gasps> Maybe you're reincarnated. Maybe. Three, you have unreasonable fears. Oh, yeah. Plenty. <laughs> have a check checklist now. Oh, Lord. You get strange pains. If you've ever had a physical pain that has bothered you for a decent part of your life, one that doctors do not seem to have an answer for, it could be a result of something that happened to you in another life. Or a kidney stone. <laughs> Yeah, that's what took me out in my past life. I guarantee you. Oh my gosh, you identify with another culture. A francophile has an incredible passion for the French way of life and virtually anything French. But is it just to develop passion, or is it something deeper that you were born with? Is that why Madonna has a British accent now? You think? (laughs) I don't know. Didn't she live there though for a while? Like a month. Okay, I don't know. You have inexplicable skills. Not not it. Child prodigies astound everyone around them. They have a skill or trait that there is no obvious reason that they could have. Mm-mm. 
child prodigies are interesting and they typically don't get better over time. They just are good as a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of interesting That's too. That's very interesting. You have inexplicable knowledge. Several years ago, for instance, a story about a story about a child remembering his former life as a World War II pilot made headlines. I I've heard about this one too. Reading that, James. Ooh, sorry, Leniger. Leniger. He had intimate knowledge of not just planes, but of the name of one of his aircraft carriers and one of his co-pilots. You have reoccurring dreams. Reoccurring dreams focused around a given historic period in which you're the same character interacting with the same cast of other characters might be trying to show you that something that happened in a former life. Wow. I don't have any strong feelings that I had a former life. Me either. One of our friends went to, you know that Titanic thing where you yeah. give you a card yeah. and at the end you find out if you live or die? Mm-hmm. He just happened to say that, oddly enough, he got the same person both times he went. <gasps> and that they died. Shut up. Who is it? What? And he's not like into no. that kind of stuff at all, but he's like, that's so weird. He got the same person. Twice, yeah. Different trips, well, different times, everything. And there's like literally. I've never done it, so I don't know how people. many people you can get. Well, there's like 1,500 people that died, so you can get and any of them. Looked into them, and I think they had some similarities. I'm going to have to re ask him. Oh my God. Yes. But he, I'm going to have to ask him the next time I see him, but it was interesting. We're going to follow up on this. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. And he's very skeptic. Skeptic-y. You mean skeptical? Skeptical. <laughs> skeptish. Skeptish. But yeah. Well, you're listening in either A, you think you've had a past life, or you believe in reincarnation, or I don't know, had anything I know. to do with it. Tell us about it. So I um, found a couple shows. There is a show on... I think it's on Amazon called The Ghost Inside My Child. And it talks about children. It's stories from children who have vivid memories of belonging to other people. So So creepy. Kids are so creepy. (laughs) Like some girl talks about remembering when she was inside the Empire State Building when a plane crashed into it. A boy remembers a tragic fall. One remembers uh, like a, a tribal riot taking place. Like it's crazy. That's interesting. So yeah, on check Amazon. That out. Okay, I think it's on Amazon. Um, I'll give it a goog. The Ghost Inside My Child. There's also a Lifetime Movie Network series that's about. Hmm. Um, I found it on YouTube, but yeah, it's all about reincarnation. Hmm. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Wild. That is wild. This was a good episode. I like this. I wish we could just talk about this all the time. Well, <laughs> sorry. Maybe your next life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, October is our next Patreon. Oh, my gosh. It's a, I didn't Halloween, realize It's going to be a Halloween-y one. We're going to have a busy month. So I watched American Horror Story last night. Did you watch it? I didn't because Samuel stayed up later than usual, and he doesn't watch that. So, Girl, And then you when to you told me it was weird. Download Hulu on your phone and just watch it in bed. Put your AirPods in. Well, when you told me it was... It's weird. So I'm like, oh, I'll wait until I... Because I'm going to have to watch a show after it. It's very weird. I almost had to watch a show after it. It's not... You know, it's giving... It's not scary or it is 
scary. It's creepy? creepy. It's not like booger disturbing. scary. It's very disturbing. Okay. And it's it's kind of giving me the same vibes as um, Damien. What's the name of that movie? The Is Omen. It the Omen? The Omen, yeah. Interesting. It's like she's trying to get pregnant and there's you keep seeing random people and then they show the previews for like this season on, you know, because it's like a short, yeah. it's like maybe five episodes or whatever. It's it's just like a short. Oh. It's not like the, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Are they doing a part one and part two, like another thing? I don't know, like they did last, like the double feature? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. But it's it's really giving the, the yeah. she's, everybody's trying to. I keep seeing the spidery previews, yes. which is confusing. She's. Husbands really want her to get pregnant. Oh She's in. Okay, first of all, we're going to have to circle back around to this and talk about it after you've seen it. Because if I went to a doctor's office and it looked like this, I would immediately walk out. Oh. If it's all white walls. I was about to ask you, is it like stark white everywhere? And, yeah. and everybody's moving in the same motion. Oh, hell And it's no. very Mm-mm. new. Village of the Damned? No. I'm out. Peace. I'm out. I'm not doing this. But it's definitely giving the she she does she wants to be pregnant, but it, they're having a lot of problems, so they're going through like fertility treatments, and then she keeps seeing like these same women that look very ominous and yeah. kind of spooky. Yeah, no. and so she's like, and then somebody like writes on her window like, "Don't do it," or anyways, don't do it, girl. Circle <laughs> immediately. <laughs> no, like, no. no. <laughs> I'm so sick and hot and irritable oh and constipated. <laughs> well, I mean, like, don't get that fertility treatment. It's, Who knows what that doctor's doing? If it's that weird, go to a different and doctor. it's that creepy actor that is on all of them, all of the American the Horror guy, Stories. The, the, is it the dentist guy? He's thin, older, or? He, he is thin and older. Um, it's not him. Oh. Hmm. From, are you talking about from, uh. He's in the first episode of the house, the murder he's house. He's in like everything. Yeah, okay. he's in all of them. Anyways, it's him, which he gives me the creeps anyways because I've seen him play a fucking weirdo in all of them. Do you remember Hotel? Yeah. He's the bald drag queen. Yeah, yeah, that's who I'm that's thinking him. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis O'Hare? Maybe. Maybe. I, can, I don't know. That's, he's the doctor. Mm-hmm. No. Anyways, I've just spoiled you know the entire bad. first episode. You know it's bad when he's the doctor. Yeah, so it's... it's I'll give it a watch. It's off and running. Can. Yeah. I can't wait to see. Hmm. I didn't even check Hulu to see if it was... All the whole season was already on there. I doubt it. I'm going to look right now. Yeah, if, I have Hulu. If it is, but... then I'm immediately leaving. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, until think? next yeah. month. We need to come up with a good Halloween. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out brainstorm this one was good so this reincarnation mm-hmm. so we're Give gonna have some to ideas definitely. some spooky ideas okay bye bye